Hello and welcome to this Herbert Smith Freehills podcast. I'm Emily Barry and I'm a professional support consultant in the finance team in London. And today I'm joined by Kristen Roberts and Amy Geddes, partners in the London finance practice, to talk about the use of sustainable loans and bonds in corporate debt. I think one of the things that makes sustainability linked instruments so attractive is their flexibility, so they can be used by companies in any sector. Can you talk a bit about the range of KPIs which are used to set the sustainability performance targets that you've seen? And are there any trends developing? Kristen, shall I come to you first? Yeah, sure. So we see we tend to see three or four KPIs in, in each deal. Um, and the KPIs are bespoke to each relevant corporate. So um, that, that's why sustainability linked loans have taken off in the way that they have. Uh, the E tends to be the easiest uh to to introduce and to settle and that's probably the best uh understood and known element of esg and that's certainly been on the agenda for the longest so things around reducing emissions reducing energy consumption and so forth is, is well trodden uh, ground there's much more of a push now around diversification of kpis particularly into the s and the g so social or societal um factors and, and kpis so whether it's raising awareness on social issues helping customers, uh, raising awareness on use of resources, governance, culture, staff training, and so forth. There is There are some residual concerns, I think, around that, around sustainability washing, and a perception that sometimes it might be more easy to, or easier to manipulate uh, S and G type KPIs. So there is some inherent nervousness there, but we do see that, um, actually those KPIs being used in deals. And Amy, what about the bonds market? Yeah, so it's very similar on the bond side. There tends to be um, around two to four KPIs. Uh, The focus is also more predominantly on environment, so more specifically greenhouse gas emission reductions. But there are other environmental goals emerging. So, for example, H&M did um, a sustainability-linked bond back in February this year with a sustainable performance target of increasing the share of recycled materials as inputs, so focusing on the circular economy. Um, Other SLBs, for example, have focused on biodiversity. Um, There are some sustainability-linked bonds with a mix of environmental and social targets, and some that are focused entirely on sustainable performance, social sustainable performance targets. Um, But the majority are environmental, um, and probably for the reasons, Kristen, that you mentioned as well. But also um, because from this year, sustainability-linked bonds qualify as um, eligible collateral for Eurosystem credit operations and outright purchases only if they meet the environmental objectives in the EU taxonomy or in the UN Sustainable Development Goals on Climate Change or Environmental Degradation. So obviously environmental sustainable performance targets are much more attractive for investors. Just in terms of range, so we are seeing more emerging market sustainability linked bonds coming to market in the last few months, um, you know, demonstrating their their attractiveness due to flexibility. Um, Coupon step ups still tend to be the most popular trigger, but we are seeing more innovation to come. Step downs, for example, are being discussed in the market at the moment and redemption premium payments instead of uh, instead of step ups. And then also similarly, questions around greenwashing are emerging. So how ambitious, for example, are sustainable performance targets? And green loans are usually thought of as more Mm. limited in scope and less compatible with RCFs, I think. But it is possible to have both a green and a non-green tranche in a loan, for example. 
Kristen, do you think in the future green loans will be used more frequently for specific purposes by corporates? Yeah, I think that's right. So there's been a lot of mystique around green loans in the past. Uh, and I think concerns around how they're set up, the reporting, the segregation of the payment flows and so forth. But they are becoming better understood now. And you can see us moving to a situation where they are used more widely by corporates. So, you know, for example, if a corporate is moving its fleet of vehicles to electric vehicles, that would be ideal for a green loan. So a specific purpose and, and clear use of proceeds, which can be monitored and the, the beneficial effects of, the, of those loans being made can be monitored. Uh, there's still some way to go. They're still not as well understood, but you know, the next 18 months, two years, you should see that become much better understood and, and therefore starting to roll out. And you can see, you know, in a way for many corporates, they could be part of the debt capital structure in much the same way as a sustainability-linked RCF is. And Amy, what about the bond market? So the green social and sustainable bond market is well established compared to the relatively new sustainability linked bond market, which I was talking about earlier. For a wider variety of corporates, particularly in the brown sectors, there's more scope for sustainability linked bonds to become more attractive over what we would say use of proceeds bonds because issuers don't have to commit to eligible eligible projects, for example. On the sort of green, non-green point, we are seeing examples of dual tranche bonds in the market. So one, what we would say conventional bond and one green and or sustainable bond issued at the same time. And we are also seeing sustainability linked bonds, which are aligned with green bond principles and sustainability linked bond principles. So with KPIs, as well as use of proceeds elements, for EU taxonomy aligned eligible projects. So a, a real mix across the bond market. And in terms of evidence in compliance with the SPTs, do you tend to see banks requiring additional reporting or external review, or is internal reporting usually enough? Yes, yeah, so I think the LMA has just produced some additional guidance indicating that uh, there should be some external review of um, KPIs. Uh, in, the, in the context of large corporates, those um, those reviews are unnecessary or, or because they're already embedded within the processes of those corporates. So corporates will typically have sustainability or professional advisors looking at the, those KPIs and assisting in the reporting, the collation of the data. And typically they're then um, included in the audited financial statements. And, and so given that level of review, that, that two-stage review, then any incremental reporting isn't required. In a private company context, there may be more justification for that. And we do see now limited assurances being provided by people like the Charities Commission or um, some of the auditor, audit firms will, will provide some limited assurance. So there is a move towards that way. So I, I don't think there's ever any complete independent reporting by the corporate, which is not verified in some way. Uh, but I don't think we'll see an additional tier where that's embedded in the loan documents with a, with a further review by the finance parties. And Amy, what do you see in the bonds world? So obviously this is a bit different in the public capital markets. Investors are heavily reliant on external verification. In the bond markets, it's important to differentiate between external reviews and also, on the other hand, reporting, and also between use of proceeds and sustainability linked bonds. An external review in the form of a second party opinion is normally obtained pre-issuance and is customary, or I would say standard. Um, the ICMA principles are very recently updated to make obtaining an external review a key recommendation, but this is really just a reflection of what the market is doing already. On, on reporting, where green bond issuers report on both the use of green bond proceeds, so proceeds reporting, as well as on the expected environmental impacts, impact reporting, at least on an annual basis, 
this is increasingly common, but it's not always verified. Um, on a sustainability linked bond, issuers typically seek seek third party verification on an annual basis um, on a, a limited or reasonable assurance basis of their performance against their sustainable performance targets. I think as the market matures, there's likely to be sort of more increasing regulatory focus on the role of third party verifiers, external reviews and reporting, given there's currently no common standard. But there is a lot of commentary and focus in on this point at the moment. Thank you both very much. It's such an interesting topic and of course we'd be happy to discuss any of these issues in more detail. Please do get in touch if you'd like to. We have a full corporate debt report for 2021 which looks at these and other issues affecting corporates for this year and that's available on our website so do take a look. Thank you.